Hey there, it's the uh, third week of Advent and today we lit the uh, love candle as part of our Advent tradition. We're in this Advent series called Look Up, it's Christmas and we're talking about the power that comes from getting our eyes off of our circumstances, uh, off of the mess that's around us, including these new COVID-19 restrictions that are messing with our Christmas plans and we're being called to get our eyes focused back on Jesus. And today, we look at another set of characters in the Christmas story. Uh, we look at the shepherds and how sudden change in their circumstances at that first Christmas led to fear. These guys, at first, they were like scared to death. And, and there's a connection between us lighting the love candle for Advent and talking about fear. The Apostle John, he, he makes this connection for us. He says, there is no fear in love, but, but perfect love drives out fear. So today, as we look at the shepherds, uh, we see that they were gripped by fear as the world around them suddenly changed. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that you and me both, as we enter this uh, second lockdown or semi-lockdown, however you see it uh, during this pandemic, that we're faced yet again with sudden change in a year where we just never knew what was going to come next. It's rocking our world. We don't know what's next and we're a bit fearful. It's the fear that comes from change, especially change uh, when we don't know what's really going to happen. So too for the shepherds. Here's the picture. The shepherds were out in the fields watching their flocks the night Jesus was born. The shepherds, you know, they're kind of easy come, easy go. They're kind of like snowboarders. You ever hang out with a bunch of 20-something snowboarders? They're chill, right? They, they take everything easily. There might be something else happening, but we won't go there. And for shepherds, uh, apart from the occasional wolf or, or bear, most days, most nights, it's, it's not really a stressful shop, uh, you know, watching job, no, you know, watching sheep. That night they had put the sheep down uh, for the night. They're sitting around the campfire. They, they had dinner. They're probably playing cards. They're having a good time. And all of a sudden, the sky lights up brilliantly. And remember, this is uh, before electricity, electric lights and laser shows. By the way, any of you make it to uh, the Fort McMurray Bright Lights tour put on by the Northern Lights Hospital Foundation over there at Abraham Landing? It's been so popular. It was supposed to end on the 9th. They're still going. And I think even tonight, the 13th, uh, you get to see it if you want to sign up for it. Great cause. Anyways, the shepherds, they hadn't seen anything bright at night ever. The skies lit up brilliantly. The sky is filled with angels singing loudly in a choir. They've never seen angels. But even in their day, there were stories about evil aliens and extraterrestrials. It, it just scared them to death because whatever was going on out there, the, the only thing they could think of was, it's the end of the world, we're done for. The angels might have been proclaiming good news, but at first all the shepherds could hear was bad news, very bad news. And the word for fear that Luke uses, uh, that word in the original Greek is phobeto. It's the word that we get phobia from. These guys panic, they're filled with fear, they're looking for somewhere to hide. Their hearts are pounding, they're sweating bullets. Uh, some of them are probably looking for an outhouse, more likely a bush. They're, they're petrified with anxiety. In, in other words, when the shepherds first heard the nudes, they freaked out. Let's take a look at how the Apostle Luke describes this that night. There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. 
suddenly, suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory flashed like boom, like a flash exploded before them and surrounded them. The light totally surrounded them. They were terrified, I guess so, eh? But the angel reassured them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Remember the words of John? There is no fear in love, but perfect love dries out fear. Yeah, the shepherds weren't feeling the love quite yet. Wrestling through sudden change in fear. Let me tell you a little bit about my week and that of our staff team. Well, we have one awesome staff team. They love God with all of their hearts and they're, they're just passionate about what they do to serve you and our city through this church. They're gifted, they're talented, and they are awesome to work with, well, most days. Most days, but sometimes there are other days because unfortunately I'm a little too human and every member of our, our team, well, they're a little human too. So it's not that our staff meeting this past week was necessarily one of those other days, but it was not an easy meeting. And can I let you in on the human side of your staff team as we struggle through all of this pandemic stuff? Are you, are you okay if I let you know that we're not all that perfect, that we're kind of human? Let me back up a bit. On Tuesday, our provincial government introduced stringent measures to help stop the rapid increase of COVID-19 throughout the province. Even so, uh, considerable freedom has been given to churches to keep doing what we do. It's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful. All of our midweek and smaller group activities can keep going. The work our YWAM partners do, what they do with their youth, what they do with families at risk in our city can continue. This is good, really good. Our government recognizes the role um, faith communities play for the good of the province, especially during this pandemic. But the big change is Sunday worship. Sunday worship is restricted to 15% of our capacity. And for Fort City, that would mean limiting a service to uh, 45 people plus Kid City. And, and the only way we could do that would be to go to two services. And it's Christmas and getting enough volunteers to serve two services would be a challenge. We generally have close to 15 to 20 volunteers at a service. So that would lower the, the numbers for the rest of you from 45 to 30 to 25. So on Wednesday, we met to discuss next steps. The pros and the cons of two services versus taking Sunday and Christmas Eve online. We really wanted to do, you know, in-person services. I really wanted to do in-person services. We took time for prayer. We even set aside some time for silence on our own uh, for God to speak to us. And we wrestled together in what I would call a mature, reasonable discussion from a team committed to Jesus and committed to each other. But it was not an easy discussion that led us to move our Sunday services to online only until January 10th. We'll reevaluate as our government reevaluates, but getting there was not easy. Now, there was a very poignant moment in our meeting. For me, it was a bit gut wrenching. And I've been given permission to tell this story because it is a little raw, but incredibly human. After we came uh, to the conclusion to go online, Lucas reaches out in compassion, maybe even a little romance, maybe just reaches out to Adrian and says, this will be the first time we get to do Christmas Eve together at home. Lucas is being tender, positive, thinking that this will encourage Adrian. Immediately after Lucas speaks, tears come to Adrian's eyes. It's, 
It's not what Lucas expected. It's not what anyone expected. But it was probably the most honest reaction possible to the decision that we just made. This really was what we were all feeling. And it was a safe place for Adrian to express honest, authentic emotion. I I'm really thankful for that moment. And Adrian explains through tears that it was not just grieving the loss of our Christmas Eve services, it's, it's the pain, it's the exhaustion, it's the sense that, of being overwhelmed, that we're moving back into a time that proved to be really tough for us as a team. It's just the fear of going back into all of that again. You see, that period of spring and summer of doing only online services where we were mostly isolated from one another and working out of our homes, it was tough. It was a tough period because as we isolated, each of us retreated to our own worlds with our own wiring. We're each doing our own thing, operating from our own perspectives. We don't do well apart. And we really didn't do all that well over Zoom either. Let me give you a bit more insight. As a team, uh, we've used this time to try to understand each other using the Enneagram. Don't know if you've used it or not, but it's a powerful tool that describes how you're wired and how you respond to various situations. They even talk about how one type reacts to the other type. I'm an eight, which is a strong, passionate, visionary leader that includes a bit of a maverick or a rebel in the mix. The title of my uh, type is The Challenger. Just because something is doesn't mean it has to be. Like, hear me out. There were times when the government directives were, you know, that were written to our churches that looked, I mean, they just looked incredibly clear. They were clear. But as I read them, uh, as I'd been in town hall meetings as a religious leader with uh, Premier Kenny and Dr. Dina Henshaw, I just knew that there's got to be more freedom uh, than how we're reading those words. And, but they were clearly written. Lucas, he's an Enneagram 3. It's called The Achiever. And the Achiever is a strong-willed leader as well. And Lucas is further shaped by his 12 years as a firefighter and paramedic working for Suncor. And like so many in the city, he's shaped by the oil industry to be a rule keeper. Many of you, you're the same. And really, it's just part of who he is. So you put a strong challenger together with a strong Achiever who keeps rules. And there just might be a few moments of tension, even a few sparks. At the same time, I think God is a genius putting Lucas and I together. There is some sanity and balance in putting a rule keeper and, dare I say, a rule breaker together. Lucas serves well keeping Fort City out of trouble and sometimes even keeping me out of trouble. Even this week with the new rules. I challenged them and I asked MLA Layla Goodrich uh, to represent my thoughts to Health Minister Tyler Shandro. Tyler Shander's office reviewed it all and agreed, and, and that's why our worship team singers were not wearing masks as they put this week's video together. My, my challenge was accepted as legitimate, but it's not the way it's written, and not at all. And this has happened on, on several occasions now where I've kind of challenged the wording, and in one of the messages that I got back through uh, Layla Goodrich's office from Tyler Shandro's office, I got the, the phrase, yeah, that was an unfortunate choice of words. But you could imagine one leader who reads the rules and says, that's not what they mean, and another leader who reads the rules and says, that's what they say, and I'll add. This is kind of stuff that's happening in work teams all over. 
It's happening in many of your workplaces. I mean, I'm hearing more and more stories of tensions between supervisors and those being supervised than I've ever heard. The crisis of the pandemic, it kind of intensifies how we're wired. We, we just retreat into what we're really comfortable with, uh, what, what makes us feel most secure, and, and we become a little more inflexible because the pressure is intense. Many of you, like our staff team, are working twice as hard for half the results. Ugh. And Adrian, she's looking at the increased work with half the results. She, she sees the tension of us looking at things very differently. And if we're going to work more from home, we're just slower to figure all our differences out. And we, you just don't hammer things out as well on Zoom. Adrian's emotions personify what so many of us are feeling as we go into a second lockdown or a semi-lockdown. And like the shepherds, there is a fear of what this change will mean for us. Having said that, we have one awesome team. I wouldn't want it any other way. We're all different. We're good for each other. Not one of us should be totally in charge all by ourselves. That would be a mess. We're stronger as a team than who we are each individually. Now, in the middle of all of this, God has been calling us as a team to get our eyes off the problem and onto Jesus. God has been calling us to look up. I've sensed God saying pretty strongly to me, Doug, do you even listen to your preaching? Look up. Don't look at the problems. Look up. Okay. Let me pause for a moment and use this talk about our very human staff team to let you know that as crazy as this sounds, when we've been in such an up and down time in our finances, we're excited to announce that Emily Forrester will be joining the staff team to work alongside Shauna in children's and family ministry. We so, so value our kids and their families and ministry to our kids has become so much more challenging during this pandemic. We just knew that we had to strengthen our kids' ministry staff team. And yeah, it's a step of faith, but one we believe God has called us to. And Emily, who's been volunteering in Kid City, is going to be one awesome Kid City staff member. I'm really, really pumped about this. And to be honest, we're not paying her very much, so it's not too big of a step of faith. Still a step of faith, and, and we are being driven by faith, not fear. It just means we really do have this sense of calling on Emily's life. And she gets to join this crazy, awesome, strong-willed, passionate, very human staff team who God is blessing and really we are blessed to have. And Emily will fit in just fine. So that brings us back to the shepherds who initially were driven by fear. But then all that changed. Look, look again as uh, Luke describes what happened. The angel said this, do not be afraid. By the way, remember the angel said that to Mary and to Joseph as we studied them the last couple of weeks? Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news, a great joy, which will be for all people. And by the way, not just for believers, but all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. And this is what you're to look for. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. Then a, a very large group of angels from heaven joined the first angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace to all whom God favors. At first, the shepherds were terrified. But when they looked up and listened, when, when they let that concert of music in the sky totally change their focus, when their focus changed, their feelings changed, everything changed. Going back to the words of Luke. Then the shepherds said to each other, let's go. 
Let's go to Bethlehem and see for ourselves this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village. I mean, they're not strolling along, they're running, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. Now listen, they're not, not only not afraid, they're now courageous. They're bold, they're starting to tell everybody else they come in contact with all about Jesus. From fear to going to telling everybody about Jesus, that's an incredible change. Hey, you and me both, we need a dose of what they got, right? We need to be a little less afraid to talk about our faith in Jesus. Hey, Jesus changes lives. Jesus changes lives now and forever. We need a dose of that courage because our friends and our co-workers, they need Jesus. And we have Jesus. They need that. We, we, we just need that change, that courage, that joy that Jesus brings now and forever. And we need to share that with others. You hear what I'm saying? Our, our friends need Jesus. They, and they need you to connect them to Jesus. This is what Luke says. After they, the shepherds, had seen Jesus, they, they spread the word to everybody about this child. Now they're bold. They're telling everybody about Jesus. Um, they went from fear to courage. We, we need a dose of that. Maybe even just start with inviting some of your friends to, to watch our Christmas Eve service. Maybe as you're watching it, or yeah, just, just invite them and encourage them to take it in. Then Luke tells us, and then the shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, singing and praising God for what the angels had told them because they had seen the child. Not only did they go from fear to courage, they went from fear to worship. Wow. They looked up and they worshiped. It was what they'd seen, right? It was the focus that changed their whole attitude. What, what started out as panic turned into a party. I mean, wouldn't you like that in your life? Only Jesus can turn your fears into joy. Friends, we got to look up. We just got to look up to Jesus. We have to embrace his love for us. Christmas is all about for God so loved the world that he sent us Jesus. The truth is, as we look up, as we receive the love that Jesus has for us, you know, even in the midst of this pandemic, even when relationships at work are spinning and things at home are going a little crazy, when you're fearing for your job or, or your ability to pay the bills, when you're fearing for your kids' futures with schools struggling and kids struggling, get your eyes off of the fear and get your eyes on Jesus. Remember, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And friends, you are loved. Our God so loves us that, that he wants to drive, the, he wants to drive the, the, the fear right out of us. He, he wants to tell us that God will make a way. He, he wants us to hear, if God before us, who or what can be against us? He wants to tell us that anything is possible for the one who believes. When you get your eyes off of the problem, when you get your eyes off of what's terrifying you and, and you look up to Jesus, the fear disappears. And this trust that God will get you through this wells up within you and your heart responds with worship. What Jesus will do for you when you take your eyes off of the problem and put your eyes on him is absolutely incredible. So let's pray. And as we pray, let's lift our eyes up to Jesus and, and let him flood us with, our, with love that just drives fear out. Will you join me for a time of prayer? 
Father God, in the middle of the whirlwind of COVID, the, the social isolation, the job stress, the financial stress, the, the health concerns, the family issues, right now, God, we, we take our eyes off of all that and we look up to you. You alone can turn our fears into courage. You alone can turn our fears into joy. You alone can empower us to flourish in the midst of the mess of these days. So we pray, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill us. Come and fill us with the love of the Father. Fill us with love that drives away fear. Fill us with love that leads to joy. Flood our lives with your love. And as you fill us with your love, oh God, would you empower us as you did the shepherds to tell others about Jesus, to introduce others to the Jesus who loves them and wants to drive out their fear. And so help us to love, to love you, to love our church, to love our family, to love our neighbors. And again, as we love, help us to be instruments of your fearless love in the lives of others. May we be used powerfully to help others in this time of fear. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I, I don't know what fear is uh, gripping you right now. There's just so much going on in the world right now that creates all this fear. So could I make a suggestion? Would you message our prayer team? Would, would you let us know what's maybe making you fearful? All you need to do is send us a, a word or two, just message us, finances, my kids, my kids' school, my job, my boss, my marriage, my health. Wh whatever it is, message us privately in confidence. Our team will pray in confidence, or, or you can just message me, and it can stay between you and me. And I'll pray that we would see Jesus, that he would pour out his love over you, that the fear would go, that you would be at peace, that God would just make a way for you for whatever it is that you're going through. Would you do that? Just a simple message, just a couple of words, and either myself or, or myself and the team will be praying for you. Okay. Before our hosts come and close out the service, let me leave you with these words of encouragement. This psalm of encouragement that I want to leave you with was given to me earlier this week by one of the members of our prayer team who, who sensed that God was speaking to the leaders of Fort City through this passage, and I believe maybe not just the leaders, but maybe for all of us here at Fort City. These are the words of King David. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will hope in the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen my heart. Yes, I will hope in the Lord. So would you get your eyes off of the fear? Look up, put your hope in God, and he will fill you with courage and joy. And see you next week online as we wrap up this Advent series with a, a really practical message about the wise men dealing with exhaustion. And by the way, if God has spoken to you at all through this service or through the message, would, we would love to get some feedback from you, hear what God is saying to you. It's so encouraging to us on the staff team. So God bless. And as you go, go with joy and worship.